you're saying is there were two different... You were just going to text my mom, but they were holding a full intervention. They were holding a full intervention. Elizabeth told me that I should contact your mom. <laughs> Elizabeth is the one who said you should... I was like, I don't know. We haven't really talked. It feels weird for me to jump to calling her mom. And she was like, I just am worried for her safety. And I was like, worry for my safety. I'm paying you, okay? I mean, was she wrong? No. No. Of course, I went to my mom and I was like, what? Like, if, if Natalie had called you, what would you have done? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> You're an adult. I knew you were making a bad... Like, my mom knew. Yeah. <laughs> my mom wasn't in the dark about the bad decisions I was right. making. I am so nervous for this episode. It's okay, because I'm not. I'm so nervous for this episode because... There is no other movie that means more to me. Right. <laughs> and I feel like I could either cry or get very emotional very quickly. I'm, I'm aware of that. Don't worry. Um, I'm prepared. Not even because of the trauma. Just because I love no, this no, movie. No, I know. It's, it's that's, just... that's the part I'm more concerned about. <laughs> Believe me. I was very careful in what I chose to do. Because I was like, she will fucking kill me if I do anything <laughs> about Midsommar that she does not like. Hi, hi, everyone. Hi, hi. Howdy. Idai Taylor Viom Mitsumar. Oh, God. Here we go, guys. It's a Delaney's Choice episode. Did you guys know I studied abroad in Scandinavia? <laughs> if you didn't, you do now, and you'll, you'll know consistently for the rest of your life, probably. <laughs> that wasn't even Swedish. That was Danish. Was it? They're very similar. Yeah. Like, I'm going to see if it would honestly translate to the same thing. Because Swedish, Norwegian, and Danish are basically the same language, just spelled differently. So like, tak is thank you in both Danish and Swedish, right. but it's spelled with just a K in Denmark and a CK in Sweden. So is it more like the this is difference edai, between... Oh, this is... They have a different word for talk, it looks like. It uh. looks like there's this idai uh, pratar viom, whereas in Danish it was idai uh, tela viom. Today we are talking about... Gotcha. So it's more like a like a UK and US thing? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, or they just... I think Norwegian is even closer to Danish. We just got lazy, so we just cut a bunch of letters and words. Apparently Norwegian is literally just Danish, but spelled correctly. Like Danish just like has a shit ton of extra consonants. Oh wait, no, never mind. <laughs> We're the other way. We, we cut stuff out. We were yeah. like, why is there an O and a U in color? No, we stupid. don't need a U there. No, no that's... Stupid. So yeah, so Danish is... Like the, the the UK in this instance, gotcha. and then Norway was like, "Well, what if we spelled everything like it fucking sounds?" And then Sweden was like, "Hi hi, <laughs> we're busy throwing old people off cliffs." Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome to Stop Your Ruining It, a very special episode of Stop Your Ruining It. This is a podcast about movies. Yaheda Delaney, and I like movies. You are you look so upset with me. Yaheda. Yai? Yai? Hera. Hera. It's, it's like Hera. H. It's H. Remember when I told you that Danish has a D that's like so soft of a D it's almost an L? Yeah. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's header, but it's Hera. Hera. I'm Natalie and I don't. <laughs> if you haven't um, gathered by the multiple times we've said what this podcast is about, this is about 2019's Midsommar. Midsommar. I, I generally just call it Midsummer. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you about like what is considered the p- correct pronunciation. I call it Midsummer. 
Um, I think Ari Aster does fully say, like, Midsommar. Midsommar. Um, I just say Midsommar, but I just say Midsommar. <laughs> like, I just combine them. I don't commit to either. <laughs> I say Midsommar because people will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then, like, saying Midsommar to me feels like going to a Starbucks and being like, can I have a croissant? <laughs> the amount of trauma I just felt. <laughs> I used to be a Starbucks barista. And people would come and ask for a croissant? No, people would mostly come and yell at us for having masks on and not having cinnamon dolce <laughs> syrup. <laughs> be honest. That was generally what happened. Um, this movie is, is if... I'm bad at picking favorites. Notoriously. Yeah. Like... If someone asks me my favorite of anything, I'd be like, well, I love everything for like know, different seriously. reasons. Yeah, I know. I'm really annoying I'm about very it. divisive. I'm very decisive. I'm like, I like Your favorite thing. movie has been The Blind Side since 2008. It's the only movie I had seen for a while. <laughs> I understand now the implications of it, okay? So now I think it's Legally Blonde, but look. <laughs> but I think, like, I, I, I default to Midsommar as my favorite movie. Yes. I think I have to... Because it is on my body It is forever. tattooed on your body. Correct. I do have... This is the only movie... Unless you count Hamlet as a movie, but I don't. No. I, I, got, I got it for the play, not for the movie. Who would... Okay, I, well, I know I don't like that Hamlet. You don't like the Hamlet that much to get a tattoo of it. The Kenneth Branagh Hamlet is like how I learned to love so Hamlet. You, so I, should I tell everyone that your tattoo is for the Kenneth Branagh? No, it's for Hamlet. But I'm saying... <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. It's not for the movie, but I do love the Kenneth Branagh Hamlet. What's your favorite... Hamlet on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. The Oscar Lion Isaac. King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I didn't either. Mine's not a movie. Mine was a one-time production at the public theater. Mine's a Lion King. <laughs> um, but yes, I have this movie tattooed on me for the rest of my life. I do have a text from my mom that says, finally watched Midsummer. After, this was after I got my tattoo. So she knows that I got a tattoo for this movie. And she texts me going, finally watched Midsummer." What the fuck? Took her so long to watch it. I think she didn't want to know. (laughs) I think she liked living in a soft, blissful ignorance. Like, I don't know what she went through, and I, you know, that's fine. (laughs) And my mom was like, I should probably look this up. And her response was, what the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) I genuinely think this is close to a perfect movie. I know I said, I say that a lot as like a bit, but... You did say What We Do in the Shadows is a perfect movie. I gave that four and a half stars on Letterboxd, so that's pretty close. What did you give? This is this is five stars for yeah, me. Like, because there is nothing in this movie that I personally, as both a viewer and as a filmmaker, like, would change. That I think right. intrinsically has to be changed for both entertainment purposes and what Ari Aster was intending to do with right, it. Right, right. Well, and it also came out... <laughs> <laughs> At what point in your life did this movie come out? This movie came out. This is also a good time to talk about when the movie came out. Oh, perfect. <laughs> the movie came out almost exactly three years ago. It came out in July of 2019. Oh. The first time I tried to see it, I actually didn't get to see it. Do you remember this? No. I went all the way down to the Union Square Regal. I might remember this. Um, and I was super excited to see this movie because I I saw Hereditary in theaters. Like, I loved Ari Aster from the get-go. Yeah. Um, and if Disappointment Boulevard is not a good movie, I think it might give me like an existential crisis. That's his third film that he has coming out next year. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. But this came out in July of 2019. I went all the... So for context, at the time I was living in Columbus Circle. 
Yes. I went all the way down to Union Square. In New York City. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, Columbus Square. Um, I, you don't, you cannot look at me. Phoenix, Arizona. You look at me and tell me you don't know if there's any circles in Columbus, Ohio. You don't know. <laughs> it's good to be clear. That's fair. I went down to Union Square. I had bought my ticket online. No. I bought my ticket online. Because that's what I do for movie theaters. Because yeah. if I know I want to see a movie, I just buy it online. Then I have to talk to fewer people. I get all the way down there. They scan my ticket and let me in. And so, like, the ticket scans correctly, but I cannot find, like, the theater. Like, oh. it has it has all of the, you know, little yeah, numbers yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the little... The teeny marquees. The little tiny marquee. That's a, and none of them say Midsummer on it. And so I have to go back to, like, the ticket scanner guy and be like, hey, what theater am I supposed to be going to? And he looks and goes, oh, um, we're not showing that anymore. We had to cancel the screening because, like, there was something wrong with, I think, delivering the physical film to the Union Square Theater. Oh. Well, now you're in there, though. And so I just had to go up to the ticket guy, and he was like, okay, we can refund you. And I was like, well, I bought this ticket <laughs> with a gift card. <laughs> and he was like, well, I can't refund a gift card. So he just gave me, like, physical... Cash? Like, no, like, oh. free tickets to then come back and redeem. <laughs> he was like, I feel so bad for you that I'm going to pull money out of my own wallet. <laughs> and then I ended up seeing it, I think, a week later. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was at the same theater. I don't the know if I was went, sitting there like I don't know if I went back to Union Square or not. But I saw it. So what? This came out July 2019, you said? This came out July 2019. It came out on July 3rd. And you I got dumped on July 17th, which means I think I tried to see this before the breakup and then got delayed. And then saw it after the breakup. This was also... So I both saw this after... The guy at the theater was actually just... (laughs) (laughs) You can bleep it. You're in charge of editing. I don't care. (laughs) Uh, He was like, nah, she'll appreciate this more if she just waits a little bit. He's like, you know what? Mm, Just pull it out. Not only had I just gotten dumped... And this isn't even the shitty boyfriend I'm going to be talking a lot about in this podcast. No. Um, Not only had I just gotten dumped, I was two weeks away from moving to Denmark. Yeah. Temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah, for a study run. Um, but boy, what a time to see yeah, this movie. Yeah, what a time for the first to see time. that movie. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I would have loved it regardless. Mm-hmm. But that's just intrinsically. You were like in the <laughs> same fate. headspace that Ari was when he wrote the actual play. Yes. Screenplay. Play. <laughs> same thing. Ooh, Midsummer the Musical. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he actually didn't intend on writing this, they approached him. Mm hmm. And said, we want to do, like, a horror movie based in Sweden. Okay. Like, he was approached with kind of, like, a very basic logline. Mm-hmm. This was also announced a month after Hereditary came out. Like, mm-hmm. Hereditary came, yeah, in May 2018, it was announced that Ari Aster was going to write and direct this film. Well, I remember that, too, people were all talking about the fact that it was a horror movie set entirely in the daytime. Yeah. People and, like, were talking about that forever. But, so he was approached with this right after Hereditary comes out. So I guess Hereditary did well enough that A24 was like, okay, let's give you another thing. We have this idea. Um, He had been approached by executives to helm a slasher film set in Sweden. And he initially was like, I don't know what to do with that. And then he got dumped so bad. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I think I know what I can do with this. Uh, Upon further further (laughs) thought. So yes, me and Ari Aster. He walked out of the meeting, got a phone call, came back in and was like, actually guys... (laughs) I will write this. And so he describes it as a breakup movie dressed in the clothes of a full horror film. Uh-huh. Which I would agree with. Yeah. 
That's something I like a lot about Ari Aster is that he is very much genre is a social construct and we should stop <laughs> abiding so closely to the construct of genre. Because he's like, no, Hereditary is a family film. It has like, like, a, a, like a family drama. Yeah. He was like, it's about family, it's about pretty, grief. Pretty dramatic for a family, yeah, I agree. And he's like, but it has horrific elements. He calls this one a fairy tale. He's like, this is a fairy tale and it's a breakup film. And it just so happens to also be surrounded by folklore. I think it is depending on who you are when you watch it. Mm. You are looking at me with such expectation right now. Are you saying that this movie is for the girls <laughs> who got dumped so hard that they watch it and they're like, I kind of wish I could do that. And then they move to Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, essentially yes. Um, I am on thin ice <laughs> today, so I'm being very careful. You can say whatever you want. I'm not actually going to get angry. You, first of all, you will. Well, I, I will not like with the you saying, oh, like this is, you know, you'll just the get angry about it. with I'll, me. I'll get personally. I'll get angry if you go, yeah, this movie is absolute garbage dumpster fire, Shit. and I want to shoot Ari Aster in the all back right, of an well, alley. I'm gonna go ahead and close out this one tab <laughs> I had. Um, well, so it's it, it's both that and the fact that I know that this is going to be a heavy episode for you. So right. I was trying to decide what to do. <laughs> Please tell me you just looked up um, like Midnight Sun. Well, I was thinking, I was like, I have looked at the Ash Stupa before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I guess I can do the deaths. They have the Blood Eagle. They mm-hmm. have a few things that are like pretty interesting. But I was like, I'm kind of worried about how heavy this might get. So I'm kind of shitposting a little with my <laughs> minigame. Um, are you doing your minigame right no, now? No, no, oh. no. Just a, that's a, that's a, a warning. Um, and what I did is as we go through the plot, I have gone to uh, the relationship expert, Esther Perel. And so as we go through things, I'll add her advice as to how you should handle the situation where you're wanting to keep the relationship together and going. That's going to be my, my contribution. And un- <laughs> unfortunately, some devil's advocate, because I... Devil's we'll advocate for Christian? Not for Christian, it's against Danny. Interesting, okay. Which we'll get into. I think Florence is so hot <laughs> um, well, and talented and- first, but also she's very attractive. Um, <laughs> she can be both things. And she, she fucking kills this movie. I... Ari Aster now is two for two on... My mom used to say this about um, the guy who wrote August Osage County. Tracy Letts. Where she goes, Tracy Letts for as far as we know, straight man is weirdly good at like writing women. And he is now two for two with some of the best actress performances I've ever seen with Tony Collette and Hereditary and Florence Pugh in this. So like I, that just, it just fascinates me knowing that he can write women so well. It's it's, it's a testament to him really. But yes, no, I, and I, I'll, I'll say this off the bat. I don't think I think the reason why this movie connects with so many people, the reason why it connects with me, the um, is that Christian isn't one hundred percent like evil. Like I, I feel I think, bad for him. I think that's the point: is that he's yeah. abusive and manipulative in a very real way, specific context, in a specific context where it's like, well, yeah, like you understand why? Because if he was super, super shitty, you'd be like, well, why? Yeah, hasn't she broken up? But with it, him and yet? if Danny had been in a different life situation yeah it might have played out differently right like i i think the fact that christian has good moments christian has moments where it looks like he actually does care about danny he's also just like a shitty guy 
He's a guy. <laughs> he, the, he's a guy. Okay, Christian's biggest crime is the fact that he came with his friend on this thing and decided to also write his thesis. Oh, that about the same thing he was because they're already there. I think that that that's when I saw this. The thing that pissed me off. That's about the Christian. shittiest thing Christian does in this movie. <laughs> Straight up, the shittiest thing he does. And they do not give. Is it Josh who? Mm-hmm. They do not give him enough. Of, like, a justified reaction. <laughs> they make him look crazy. That's gaslighting. That's what Ari Aster was. That's the true gaslighting in this Is gaslighting Josh? Is making us think Josh is crazy for being upset. Oh, see, I always read this as no, Christian's a dick. Christian is a dick. But, yeah, I, I, I'm totally fine with. And haven't we all dated dicks? <laughs> <laughs> some stuff in there kind of give people an idea of what we're coming out of we saw thor love and thunder and we saw fred armison last night Mm -hmm. and now we're doing this fred armison who i think also has allegations of being an abusive boyfriend god damn it yeah it's fine it's fine it's on on his wikipedia page you can can play so many instruments so this movie yes like i said came out in 2019 this is sophomore film like he just came out of the gate with hereditary which I would like to, I think, at least in my mind, the only people, the only other director recently who has had as strong a, like, debut and sophomore feature is Greta Gerwig. No, yeah. A lot of people don't usually get their feature debut to be hereditary. Yeah. (laughs) But this movie starts with the best tapestry known to man. I took notes on exactly what you can see in the tapestry because it, it, it's a hard cut to just the tapestry and then mm-hmm. it cuts back to Danny's apartment and it's a tapestry of four and this like comes back throughout. Yeah. The the Horga. Horga. Big, big tapestry people. Is this, this is not the pubic hair tapestry. No, that comes back later. That's a, diff- that's a different four step tap- yes. tapestry. <laughs> okay. I think there's more than four steps. I think it's like a like when you gotta cut it, then you gotta take your period blood. Then you, anyway, we'll get there. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I see what you mean. Lots <laughs> um, of steps, like the, a wiki how on the, a tapestry. The opening tapestry is the entire plot, and so it starts with like a pane in the winter, and you can see like three bodies kind of floating with tubes around it. Right, right, right. Um, it's snowing. The second panel is obviously Danny and Christian. Like it's a, a man and a woman having a fight in like the springtime. And Pele is floating above them. And then the next panel is them entering Halsingland. And then the final panel is like the May Queen ceremony. It's the Maypole. It's the whole little festival. Are you looking up the tapestry? Yeah, I'm looking it's a good it tapestry. I almost bought it for our house. Ah! <laughs> okay, cool. But that's one of those things where obviously it's much more rewarding to kind of see that on your second watch around. This is very much a, for as disturbing as a lot of people find it, it's a movie that rewards multiple rewatches, mm-hmm. which I think is a very smart way to make a movie that intrinsically makes people uncomfortable because people be like, oh, like, can I watch that again? They'll be like, oh, but I've heard that the second time around you notice more things. <laughs> so I feel like that was actually very smart of him to do because a lot of people note this as something almost unwatchable in its disturbingness it is it's not even disturbing content wise it is so uncomfortable to watch Mm. 
Like when we, what we just saw with like when they all want to do drugs, and she, she's like, I just want to like kind of go back, and there's just like a good five to ten seconds of silence of them just staring at each other until she's like, you know what, fine, no, forget it, I'll, yeah, just we'll do it, yeah. That's the like you just are on edge and uneasy the whole time, one hundred percent, which is great, but it starts with that whole tapestry, and so the first time you see, you're like, what the, what the hell is this fucking tapestry? Because then it hard cuts to like dark winter Mm -hmm. i think i read something that they all live in new york they all go to school in new york Mm -hmm. which the thought of christian being like an nyu grad student no yeah danny is she's a psychology student she's a psychologist but you don't know if that's undergrad or grad we don't know the the age difference well they wouldn't have to be a full four years but we don't know the age difference between her and christian we just know that she's a psychology student yes but it starts with this long extended sequence of Danny getting messages from her sister that are, you know, ominous and kind of like, you know, everything is dark. I'm mm-hmm. going to take mom and dad with me. And it sounds like this happens as it does when yeah. you have a suicidal person in your life yeah. where sometimes you just get ominous messages and you don't know how seriously to take mm-hmm. them. Um, she calls Christian and he is like, you're encouraging her. <laughs> he was like, you're you're enabling her. It'll all be fine. Which, if it was, he would have been right. Unfortunately, well, yes, it's if, not all right. If, <laughs> well, yes, that there are the two options of him being right or him being wrong. And yeah. if he was right, he would have indeed well, been unfortunately, right. Unfortunately, like if 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 it was if it had been a false alarm, there might he wouldn't have looked there's like probably an in the context of this ten other times where he was correct. But he was not. <laughs> no, this time um, he was not. Terry did a murder-suicide yes. using carbon monoxide. And they filled the house? She led one pipe, pipe to her room, taped it to her mouth, and then I led one pipe to her parents' room and I think taped the bottom of the door. So she just filled their room. With carbon monoxide. With carbon monoxide. Okay, possible. Um, and they were asleep, so you don't know how long yeah. they might have been. Well, that poisoning can happen very quickly, so right. fine. which again very interesting manner of death to choose for like a plot point like this suffocation i i I just feel like carbon monoxide poisoning is not something oft seen in film and tv yeah well i guess because there's nothing to show yeah i i I just think it's like there was a there's that guy on reddit who he had like a whole thing where he was on our legal and he's like guys my landlord keeps breaking into my apartment and leaving me notes and i don't know what to do and he's like and i checked and i just compared it with a note that i have from him when i moved in and like it's his handwriting and people were like okay but hear me out do you have a carbon monoxide leak in your house and turned out he did and so he was just imagining it? So he was completely hallucinating it. He even, the, the note he had picked up that was supposedly from his landlord didn't match the notes that he was writing himself, but it was also a note from his mom. <laughs> like he was completely, and this all unfolded on Reddit. And like, that's the kind of thing where it's, it's very sinister in that mm-hmm. regard where it, it, it can, it's like you don't notice until it's too late. Right. Which... Yeah, it kind of happens with relationships. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what's the... That's kind of how relationships work, too. Fun little button here. <laughs> Her entire family is dead now. Yes. And it, it is clear that Christian was intending on breaking up with her. Mm-hmm. And now is in a place where he's or like, he well, I, I can't. Yes. Which, again, is not not understandable. Like, 
I think it's very understandable. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not not understandable. It's, yeah, I would argue you just get rid of all of the negatives. It's, I just, I get it. <laughs> I, I buy it. Well, and assuming we can, we can get the vibe that they did not have a good relationship before that. Right. That's, I think, everyone's worst nightmare, honestly, is when you, like, have something you need to say to well, someone. Well, and we find out later. It's not like they're, like, this has been a almost four-year-long relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. That he was, like, planning on ending, and then she's gone through the biggest life event she'll ever go through. Right. And, like, that has put her in a very... We know that she's on anti-anxiety medication, so she clearly, like, Yeah, what is she on? Adamant? um, Adamant. Cool. Danny, my girl, let me put you on to some Prozac. I feel um, like... (laughs) We are a Prozac... We are a pro Prozac household. <laughs> we are a pro Zach household. She goes to a party because she doesn't want to feel like a burden. We know this is something that she's always felt in their relationship. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm always dragging him into my family stuff. She feels bad about it. And so she tries to go to a party with a bunch of his friends. His friends who are all anthropology majors, which... Ugh. If you're an anthropology major, I respect you. But I would not want to only hang out with a bunch of male 20-something NYU anthropology PhDs. (laughs) I mean, but and like, this is the thing is I can, I think my thing is that I'm vividly afraid of being Danny in -hmm. relationships. So I very much, and I've I've read some Esther Perel. Mm -hmm. I do, I do fault Danny in that she's not making her needs clear at all. She's not thinking about them. Um, The other thing is, this is already a relationship that was on the rocks, and I highly doubt that they're having sex or making out or doing anything they, fun. Um, um, Mark mentions at the restaurant, he's like, oh, if you break up with her, you can find a girl who actually enjoys sex. Yeah. So I assume that sex is not a big part so of So they've had a period. So he doesn't even, he doesn't, he certainly does not love her. Right. I don't think he's, okay. <laughs> in this fictional world, he's not attracted to Florence Pugh. Um... And now he doesn't even like like her. Right. And so it's one of those things where it's not her fault, mm-hmm. but she is... It, it, one of the things that uh, Esther Perel has is that with grief, the person in grieving is painful to be around. Yeah. Because they have so much pain in them that it goes out. Yeah. And the best thing you can do is just like be brave and sit with them and just try to help them. Mm-hmm. Which is something you only really would do if you love them. You know? Right. Oof. So, like... <laughs> look, Esther is smart as hell. Also, her other point would be, they're not fucking, which means that they can't enjoy themselves. And, and the other thing, too, is that Danny clearly... Granted, her whole family just died. Her whole world is Christian. Right. So he needs to be everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. And this feels so targeted. Hey, it's targeted at <laughs> me too. This is a murder suicide. <laughs> and so at this party, their um, fun little Swedish friend Pele mm-hmm. mentions the fact that they're all going to come with him to Sweden. Right. This is the first Danny has heard of it. Right. It is implied that Christian did not tell her because he did not think she would make it this far. Yes. <laughs> so he didn't tell her about their group trip to Sweden because right. he was like, oh, well, she won't. She won't be around by then. I don't mm-hmm. have to tell her. But now she is. And now she's finding out. They have one of the most uncomfortable fights <laughs> to watch in cinema history. It, it's... And I, I wrote this down because it's like my favorite shot ever. But 
the fight happens, at least at first, through a mirror. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Danny's in her room, she's facing the camera, and Chris is on... He walks in behind her. Well, uh, she she walks in, and, like, he's obviously facing her, but we're facing her, so we see him through the reflection of a mirror, showing disconnection. They are literally, like, different places in this argument. And instead of growing some balls... Christian invites her to Sweden with the intention to be like, oh, she won't come. She won't want to. Of course she's going to want to. She doesn't want to leave you right. alone for a month and a half. Which, my fucking dude. That, I think, might be the most frustrating decision made in this entire movie. Well, Christian's Christian being her. like, you can come. Her being like, great idea. And none of his friends being like, dude, are you fucking insane? Well, because he, he brings up the idea to them. He's like, it's fine. She won't come. Right. But um, then she is coming. But then she does come because, again, of course... I would look at you and go, I'm not going anymore. Also, logistically, I'm assuming they already brought their plane ticket. So now someone has to sit by themselves on the plane. <laughs> or take a different flight. It's probably Mark. He's fine. Mm. Mark is fine. So they fly to Sweden. But before they fly to Sweden, we have, again, one of the best transitions. <laughs> where Pele... She starts talking to Pele. We start kind of seeing a special friendship between he's them. He's hitting on her a little. He's hit, no, 100, like this entire movie is Pele being in love with Danny. Right, he's worming his way into. And he is like, oh, I was sorry to hear that that happened to your family. My family died in a fire. Um, I, so like, I know this grief. And she starts having a panic attack right, because... Right. As you do. Random Swedish man just kind of bringing up your recently dead family. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. And she's like, okay, We've I'm going to go to the bathroom. She goes into like the apartment bathroom and it turns into the airplane bathroom. Uh-huh. She's having a panic attack in there. Fantastic transition. Um, it's, it's just a really good passage of time. <laughs> and this uh, is a situation where the only thing that could have saved their relationship was space. Right. If it were worth saving. That's not happening anymore. No, that's not happening. Don't go on a several week long trip with someone who doesn't love you. (laughs) I just want to put that out there right now. I don't know who needs to hear it. And if you are a guy and your girlfriend is planning on visiting you across the country, maybe it's the summer of 2019. I don't know. Maybe. And you're like, well, I sure want to break up with her. Don't ask yourself, do I do it before, during, or after she flies across the country and spends a whole week with me? Just do it before. Well, because one of those options... uh, Is (laughs) midsummer. Well, one of those options means that she didn't spend $1,000 on plane tickets (laughs) and get dumped. So, you know, just think think about that. Um, They get to Sweden. Uh, They land in Stockholm, drive four hours from Stockholm, stop in a field to take drugs, and then continue driving the next day. Yes. Um, Halsinglad is a a real section of Sweden. That's when they do the mushrooms, right? Mm -hmm. Do not take psychedelics if you're in a bad mental state. Continue. (laughs) Um, Halsinglad is a real section of Sweden. Okay. But... They just say that it's in rural Halsingland, so they're not saying all of Halsingland is like this. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We're saying it. The Harga exists in just kind of like a tiny commune in Halsingland. It's Mm -hmm. like it's like a cult being in Waco, where it's like the entirety of Waco. It's not, but like you know, if you consider Fixer Upper a cult, maybe the entirety of Waco is a cult. But otherwise, (laughs) well, the entire Waco is two cults, (laughs) (laughs) and this. 
Oh, also, why they're going here is Josh is writing his PhD yes. thesis on all midsummer ceremonies yeah, across on the, the whole world. Thing. Just all, all midsummer. Christian <laughs> does not have one. Christian straight up does not have a thesis. And why is Mark going? Uh, he just wants to go. Wants to go. And probably do drugs and get his dick wet. Right. So the <laughs> poor Josh man. <laughs> they also meet Simon and Connie. Yes. So they get there. Pele brings these four. He meets his brother Ingmar, who has brought these two, this couple from yeah. London. And they're all here for this big festival that happens once every 90 years in the village. They have a midsummer like celebration every year, but right. this specific this is the big one. This specific festival and you know, the the tradition that goes on as the movie ends mm-hmm. is only every 90 years. So they all get there, they all, and when they get to the Horga commune, everyone's in their lovely embroidered frocks. Which were all handmade. Handmade in the proper style. Mm -hmm. Each of them uniquely embroidered. Mm -hmm. I want one. (laughs) Oh god, it's so good. (laughs) That is like what I would want to do as a costume designer. Is I'd be like, guys, okay, I'm in. We can't film this movie for another three months because I have a hundred, I have hundred frocks to embroider. The first event of the festival is the Atastupa, Atastupa. which does happen every year. It's not special to right. the ninety-year ceremony. Um, well, does it happen every year? Or does it just happen when they have viable candidates? I think they have viable candidates every year. I think each year they make sure to be pregnant, and then I think they right, have right, right. they have a person of each age. That's how I read it. I think yeah. that's why that Maya makes sense. That makes wanted sense. to get pregnant is because like there's this anticipation of getting pregnant during the midsummer celebration, right? And so then it's um yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's I just assume they always have someone who's seventy two, right? <laughs> but the Atastupa is basically. First, they have like a, a nice little lunch. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's these, there's just two people of honor. Look at those two old people. Those two old people. 72. They're 72. Which, you know, doesn't seem like a significant age right now, but you'll see <laughs> shortly that that's a big deal to us. They have this little dinner and then they're carried off in little chairs. Yeah. It's a nice little day for these. Yeah. For these old guys. Yeah. Um, then they go to this cliff. Yeah. And, they and they're like, yeah, people. cool. Lunch and, they're, and they're like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, we're all this standing at this cliff. Fun little cliff. Where'd those old people go? I wonder where they're at. Where they go? I, met, I think the guy's name is Dan, too. It is Dan. It is Dan. It is Dan. We watched it with the subtitles on, and it said, Dan screams. It is Dan, and for a brief moment, I forgot his name was Christian. And I went, no way that they're Dan and Danny. That is not the names of the couple. That cannot be. It's not. <laughs> no, Dan's the old man. Yes. Dan the, Dan the old man. Dan the old man. And they effectively commit suicide. Yeah. By jumping off they this cliff and onto a rock. Yeah. Um, woman's the, face splits in half, which is... Well, the woman does it correctly. Right. In that she jumps kind of belly flop right, style. Right, right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, her face gets destroyed, but she dies immediately. She hits, like, a rock. Dan. Dan. For some goddamn reason, swan dives. And Dan, I'm assuming Dan has seen <laughs> 71 of these already, right? Like... Yeah. And so he swan dives. Right. Feet first. Right. Doesn't die immediately because now his legs just. Fucked he just gets one broken leg. I I feel like he would have been a his, little more fucked up. His mouth is bloody, so I assume like maybe something in his organs punctured. Or like he or... bit his tongue. 
he is far too clean. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that maybe he wouldn't, he, he would not be as conscious as he is, where it's just like he broke his leg. That old lady got smashed in half. Like, well, just give it a couple minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we have the ceremonial hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where four people. I don't know why. <laughs> Each get a turn. Each get a get a whack. Whacking at Dan's head. Yes. And this, I think, is when a lot of people tune out of the movie. Because again, it is gore that you are not used to seeing in broad daylight. Yeah. It is like Ari Aster has made it very clear he will do full on shots of gore. It is not that bad. It's not. I mean, it's also this is kind of what horror is now. But when this was released, right. it was very jarring to see it that up close and center with like. And it's not like, oh, it's gore and then it cuts. Like, it holds on to the shot for a second. Right. That just, that wasn't common in horror even three years ago. Mm-hmm. Ari Aster did that in both of his films. And so, like, he, he, he made that kind of his. Right. Yeah, they have four people smash his head open. And the, by the third person, I would have been like, okay. There's, they all still went so hard after <laughs> persons three and four. And I'm like, guys, I don't, at this point... They're not even hitting a head. I mean, they're hitting maybe some Mush. some flesh. But the, the ex- guy is probably dead. I think. <laughs> I think it's okay, everyone. And then also during this whole thing, when Dan is screaming when he's still alive, that's the first that we see of the Horga um, <gasps> a- em- empathetic mimicry. <clears throat> I would say where they say that they feel each other's pain, they emulate his pain, they scream as others scream. We. Simon and Connie flip out. Yeah, as as you do. Simon and Connie have a normal reaction <laughs> to this. Danny has a normal reaction for where she is in her life, where she's right. just like, I'm going to go cry. I'm going to go throw up. Christian's reaction is... <laughs> Wild. It's just like, undo your head. Just, dude, are you okay? Like, um, wh- why, why are you reacting so strongly to fell. this? <laughs> we, we find out... I think um, Pele explains this before the Atastupa, but... Doesn't explain it, like, properly... The, the age tradition in this commune is you are children until 18. Yep. And all of these are in divisions of nine. Mm-hmm. So the number nine repeats a lot. In this, you are a child until 18, youth until 36, of maturity until 54, and then end of life at 72. Mm-hmm. And so to them, once you reach 72, you have done your duty to the commune, to the land. And so yeah, it is... Fuck 81. <laughs> It is honorable right. to then give yourself, because they also see like this sacrifice as giving back. To, you will give your, honorable or not, is what you're going to do. It's like a, it's a, a form of, of a sinicide. Mm. What does that mean? Uh, the, so, aside is Yes, murder. die. Yeah, mm-hmm. senate, senior. Mm, okay. Um, so, culture is where they have a kind of age limit to how long you live, and then. Gotcha. It kind of varies between something like an Atastupa mm-hmm. and something like people... T- and a lot of this is just made up. Right. Not like made up, made up. Like this is a thing that has been in kind of like... Is in rumors and stuff. Like Ari Aster didn't come up with this. But like there's generally not a lot of proof that any of this it's, really it's, happened. It's just been like a long-term legend. Right. Like right. if you... Uh, like other cultures have said to like leave their old in the woods. Yeah. And just leave them there. Stuff like that where... I mean, you're like, I guess it could happen, but there's no proof of it happening. And again, I feel like the script is good in the way that you do kind of see, like, okay, yeah, 
Yeah, like you kind of feel you kind of feel judgmental after yeah. that lady's whole re- her whole thing. She has her whole thing. Christian also says this. They get back. They're like, look, they probably think it's inhumane that we put our senior citizens in homes, which I hate. No, no good character has ever made that argument in a movie. <laughs> that argument. Regardless of the nuance in it, that argument in movies is only made by assholes. By bad people. I can just about guarantee you that fucking, um, what is his name in Saw? John Kramer. John Kramer. I can almost, I can all but guarantee you he at some point has said that. It's one of those oversimplifications that they do in movies where you're like, I mean, (laughs) So at this point, Connie and Simon are saying that they're leaving. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're being like, you are all fucked up. Yeah, they're kicking it. This is crazy. And Christian... Josh is, like, taking mental notes. Well, and Christian, as a normal person, is reacting to this on, oh, what if I write my thesis on the Horga? On that? Whoa. This is a completely unique idea. He goes to Josh and says, hey, is it... Like, it's it's fine um, if I... He doesn't even ask. He's like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna hey, do my thesis." Hey, you know thesis. that thesis you're writing? I'm thinking of writing something similar. I'm gonna I'm gonna do mine on the horga. And Josh understandably goes, "What? What do you mean? <laughs> on this what?" <laughs> he <laughs> also bad thesis for him to start that while there. <laughs> like, also, that's not a thesis. That's a travel diary. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh flips out because. Of course he does. Yeah. He says, um, Christian says, fuck you. And Josh says, no, dude, not fuck me. Find your own subject or your own passion. I'm actually invested in this. This is not some glorified hobby that I'm casually dipping my feet into. And Christian says, okay. Is this the real dialogue? Yes. <laughs> Christian's an ass. Christian is a dick. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is the dickiest thing that Christian does. Right. Um, and then Josh comes in with the hardest insult of all insults, which is... I have to hold your little hand through everything. You didn't even know how to use JSTOR until I taught you. Christian, JSTOR is just Google. (laughs) JSTOR is just fancy Google. It's just fancy Google, my buddy. And I can just about guarantee you that they had four or five uh, presentations at your local library of how to do them. (laughs) Because I know that for several classes freshman year, I had to sit there and watch them explain JSTOR to us. I think this is also before the Atastupa, and I forgot to mention this. It is Danny's birthday. The only person that remembers is Pele. God damn it, Danny. <laughs> it's Danny's birthday. And she's like, oh no, it's fine. And um, Pele gives her like a little drawing. He's like, happy birthday. Because right. she had mentioned earlier that they were going to arrive on her birthday. And he's like, oh, did Christian remember? Because Pele's a little petty bitch and I love she's him. She's like, no, but. <laughs> she's like, I forgot to remind it's him. It's my fault. It's my fault I forgot to remind him. She's just so like pathetic is I think what bothers me. And I'd say that as someone who has been her. I have also been there. No one wants to have sex with someone that sad to be around. And there's something so self-defeating about her, this whole movie, that you're just like, God damn it, Danny. Like, it's... you're The way you're holding your mouth looks like Smiley from the movie Smiley. <laughs> I do I do have sympathy for Danny just because... I, I have sympathy for her. Because I do know that I've, I've been exactly this. I'm not proud of the fact that I've been mm-hmm. Danny, but... I, I know that it's not something that you can stop once you're right. doing it. It's one of those things where you're, it's like watching a, like a train wreck. Where yeah. You're just like, good God, I know how this is going to end. And I, the main reason I'm being so anti-Danny in this is not because I don't like, it's just that people don't really do a lot of anti-Danny. Right. Else. Everyone's very uh, pro-fuck Christian, which don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm also though, fuck Danny's insecurities. You know, I, I think that's also a villain in this movie. <laughs> I think 
the real villain in this movie is natural gas and air, followed shortly by Danny's inability to love herself. I hope you listen to our podcast. <laughs> You would have loved this episode of the uh, podcast. R.I.P. Fly High King. <laughs> but anyway, he forgot Danny's birthday, which again, after four years, like I dated a man for nine months and still every year on his birthday, I'm just like, eh. I say him. Um, this man has dated her for four years and forgot her birthday. I mean, they might not have clocks out there. It seems like kind of, which is, it is shitty then that means he planned his trip around her birthday. Oh yeah. Although this is something that wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me, but you'd like, like, it's more just yeah. like, oh, he forgot again. Well, I'm not a big birthday person. Right. So it wouldn't- And again, it doesn't seem like she's, like, angry about it. It's just kind of shitty. No. But she's like, it's my fault. Yeah. For, it's my fault for being born. Well, and, so. she, and she only says that because Pele is like, oh, it, it's almost because He gives her, like, a gift, right? Pele gives her a gift and then is like, oh, did Christian say anything? Almost as if, like, he's questioning their relationship. And Danny's like, no, no, no. Like, it, it wasn't his fault. It was- Right. And that's something she does in their original argument, too, is um, he's like- look, like, I, I tried to apologize. And she's like, no, no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just trying to understand. Like, right. that, that's her, that's her defense mechanism is apologizing for herself and right. her own emotions. Which you should not do. Uh, Esther Perel. <laughs> or you can just be like me and do it always. <laughs> At some point, Siv, who is just all-knowing, the head, commune the head elder. of commune, tells Christian that, Outsiders are brought into the commune for mating purposes. Yes. To avoid incest, except for the one person where they want incest to happen, which is Reuben. Which, I will say this, weirdly, like, I think unfinished plotline in this movie (laughs) is the whole Reuben thing. Because you get kind of some of it, but you're like, it's weird to me to introduce that character in such a minor way. I think I think it's just to show like, oh, like this is just how they work here. Yeah, like I know it's not, it's not relevant to Danny's journey, but it is weird that they like had a kid come in, they did all that special effects makeup, and they're like, this is not even a C plot. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Siv is like, oh, oh, Maya would like to have sex with you. Yes, who this- is underage. Not that he would know that, but I remember reading either she is or her actor was. Her actor might... Oh, no, because she shows her... She, sho- she shows her boobs, so she... There's no way she was underage. But I assume that they start the mating thing once they turn 18, because they're so strict about ages Around there. Her, yeah. Uh, she was born in 1997, the actress was. Yeah. So when this movie came out, she was 22. Or like 21. So she was of age. That means she's one year older than us. Yes, so we were 20. She would have been 21. 21, not 22. Well, that's why I said 22, 21. 20. 19. 18. Is that not what we're doing? This is not what we're doing. I think this might be a good time for my mini game. <laughs> that scares me. I think that'll help kind of break some of the tension. <laughs> you know? Okay. My mini game is fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. My mini game is called Is This a Swedish Word or Is It an Item from the Baby Section at of IKEA? IKEA? <laughs> So, but are the things in the baby section of Ikea not Swedish words? I tried looking it up. I didn't really do a lot of work on that. <laughs> to be clear, very minimal work went into this. I don't know if any of these words are real. I'm pretty sure they're all like real. They might not be like words people use. I don't know. Basically, I have four, I have four sets of, I have five sets of words. 
Okay. Each section has five words in it. Okay. So 25 total. Not That doesn't matter. Okay. So I'm going to play them for you. I'm going to have Google Translate do this for me because oh, okay, I'm not cool. doing it. Uh, and so one of them is an item that you can buy at the baby section of Ikea. One out of the five. One out of the five. Okay. okay. The other four are related. So you can get an extra point if okay. you can guess how they're related to each other. Okay. I feel like I'm going to do so disappointingly bad at this. And um, if my host mom listens to this, Annette or Michael, if you listen to this, I am so sorry. Also, the baby section on Ikea has like <laughs> collections. I just picked the thing that I saw that had the name first. Ikea has is weird. I don't know. This is not, it's not, this isn't like an intense session. Okay. This is just me. Wanting to listen to some words out loud. Okay, so section number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next word. Starts with a V. Valkol. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was gonna do this visually, but I was like, that seems stupid. People won't be able to see what's going on. So Scandinavian, it's so hard to tell what the letters are when you hear it out loud. Jättelik. Okay. That's an actual Swedish word, I think. Jättelik. Well, they all are actually Swedish words. Okay, yeah, it's, but I, I think because lil, lil is something. Fif. Fif? Fif. 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 Beef? It's spelled B-I-F-F. <laughs> Letting you know what it's spelled. Okay. Minchet. 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 So that is that is the first section. Okay, I'm gonna go. What was the second one? I'm going with that one. That is incorrect. <sighs> Don't tell me it's beef. Any idea? <laughs> have, I feel like beef is a real word. Do you have any idea what, what would be connecting these words? You can take a guess. They all belong to a category. There's no way you would know, but Um The third the the, the one is like uh Valte Il or Lil. Um it's either saying it's I think that's the word for like beautiful. Or like close to the word for beautiful. I don't know. Is it all girl adjectives? Like <laughs> you know, all those girl adjectives? It is not. The one you're talking about, this one? Mm-hmm. That one? Is that the Ikea? That's the Ikea. Fuck! Ikea. That is a dinosaur toy. That is a soft, plush dinosaur toy. <laughs> is that the one I tried to buy and Might you wouldn't be. let me buy? The other items are all meats. Is beef with steak. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's almost it's almost deceptively simple. That, that'll call, I should... What's wrong? Cold is meat. I should have known that. Yeah. Well, cold. They're all meats. It was. I know, uh, but cold is literally the word for meat. It was meatball, hot dog, steak, venison. I wanted to see if they had to work for that. And then the dinosaur toy. All right, next one. God, I'm mad. Kook. <laughs> Kook. Can I get spelling? K-U-K. K-U-K? Kook? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that helpful? <laughs> Honestly, like, it's not unhelpful. Uh, H? S K. I'm sorry? Wait? S K I T. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not just skit. <laughs> skit. <laughs> I like that you go, oh, like that makes sense. Well, I was like, I think that's the IKEA one, because I. <laughs> and it sounds like that's just a, a serial number. 
Okay, quit. Okay. We'll do a clean one. Quit. Next one. Klappa. Klappa. K. K L A P P A. Klappa. Okay. Blust. Blust. B R O with the two dots. Mm-hmm. S T. Brust. Oh. Cool. Stonia. 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 S T A with a little circle on top. Mm-hmm. Ston. N G A. N G A. Hmm. Those are your five words. Which one is a baby item at IKEA? My my first instinct is the uh, uh, cl- klopa, but I don't know if you would put because the the third one was the answer last time. So I don't know if you're gonna put the baby item in the middle again. Um, so I'm gonna go with cook. I'm getting to practice my poker face, which is really fun. Is it klapa? It is klapa. Okay, can I get that then? <laughs> the word that you picked is the word for uh, dick. These are all dirty words. <laughs> What's brost? Breast. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was dick, shit, breast, butt. And then klapa is a baby gym. I asked my host dad to teach me dirty words once and he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're learning. I think I have... I think I didn't know kook. All right, this is the next one. I will not give you spelling for these because it'll take too long. Oh, fuck. Okay. If you want clarification, I can give it to you, but... All right, number one. Miracle queen. Miracle queen. Miracle queen. Miracle queen. That sounds like queen bed, but okay. Next one. Spindelman. Spindelman. Okay. I like that it's slower the second time. Oh, I thought like, you were doing that on purpose. No, it just is doing that because it feels like it. Trolldom. 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 Yeah. That one is spelled like it sounds. Mm-hmm. Trolldom? Trolldom. <laughs> but not, not a dom, a dam. A dam. Like a dame. <laughs> a, a dameinatrix. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's the first letter of that? B. BSM? Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. And it has an A with two dots on it. Captain America. Captain America. Are these all Avengers? Because <laughs> that sure was Captain America. <laughs> I had to give you some easy ones. Which one is the item at IKEA? Okay, now that I know how they're all related, can I hear all of them once more? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, you can. It would be mean for me not to. They are not all Avengers, but they're all superheroes. Okay. <laughs> Miracle Queen. Miracle Queen. Okay. Spindelman. <laughs> Spindelman. I, I cannot imagine what Spindelman <laughs> is. Who could that be? Uh, that was this one. Trolldom. The Demonatrix. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then um, you are familiar with the last one. <laughs> Captain America. Captain America. Captain America. I'm gonna go with the first one. The first one. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Mar- Mac- 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 That was the word for Wonder Woman. 
That, okay. The miracle woman. Kvina, okay. Uh, Spindle Manon <laughs> was Thor. <laughs> was, in fact, Spider-Man. Uh, Bjassen is the word for giant or big. Okay, uh, is that Hulk? That's Hulk. Okay. Uh, Captain America was the Ikea... <laughs> Uh, no. And then Trolldom is a baby towel that has a little hood on it. Oh, yeah. Can we buy one and put one on Fafu? <laughs> See, I I couldn't figure out what Trolldom would have been, but I was like, that seems like... And I, I, I googled, not to try and cheat, but just because I was curious if they called Thor something different mm-hmm. in Sweden as opposed to the rest of Scandinavia. And I, they don't. Thor. <laughs> they just call him Thor. I mean, I, I feel like that would be the weirdest one for them to be like, we're going to change this I know, one. but that's what the Swedes would do. That's something the Swedes would do. That's fair. You have two more. You okay. One. I guess you get you get one point for that last one. Because I got keep the Because you got how they're related. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if I want to give you Klappa. No, give me Klappa. It wasn't your first guess. Fine. You can it was it. my first guess, but then I but thought... But then you changed your mind. I thought you would be smarter than to put them in the same place. Uh, maybe I knew you would think that. This was so fun. It's like making every answer C. I'm very proud of myself because Trolldom does sound like it would fit into the Avengers like oh, category. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very proud of that one. All right, next one. This is the, the, the next two are also ones where I can't give you the spelling. Okay. Okay. I wonder if I hit it again if it goes blower. No. <laughs> Alright, next one. Okay. If anyone is is Swedish and listening to this and I'm just playing like racial slurs, <laughs> I'm sorry. And before you ask, no, that is not how these words are related. <laughs> They're all just abominations. <laughs> it's just all the worst words you've ever heard. Seen this these are all one word also. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. B L M K K A M L A T. Oh, I just spelled it for you. <laughs> well, Bank camera. Okay. Bank all right, which one is the baby item from Ikea? I'm going to go with that last one. You're correct. Yeah, okay. That is uh, a pad for a changing table. Mm-hmm. The other ones were all uh, medical words. Oh, fuck. My favorite one is this one. Seen this which is mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> Just general mental illness. Seen this vifte. All right. Cool. Last one. Ingsklocka. That's really nice how it does soccer uh, slower than next <laughs> Which one is the... Um, there was one that ended in like a... 
Clockia? The one that sounded like clock, this one? Nesselklokka. I'm gonna go with that one. Incorrect. This was actually a trick question. Are they all furniture things from Ikea? These are all different words for bread, bedspread at Ikea. <laughs> These are five different duvet covers at Ikea. Which I just thought was fun. I miss Scandinavia so much. Why are they like this? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but that means that you've got three points. Yay! It's more than I got last time. Yay! Seriously? <laughs> to all the people on TikTok who are like, I can't wait to see how you do. And I'm like... Bad. <laughs> Not great. I know the Scandinavian languages more than I know Pokemon, 100%. <laughs> so that's my minigame. Fun minigame. It's just like a little fun, fun, cute thing. Anyway, back to some uh, murder. Yeah. First, we gotta pee on a tree. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Before we, before we, look, before... Look, a thing that I don't understand. We're classy people here. Before we murder anyone, we have to make sure they pee in our tree. That was a, that is such a, a specific thing that I don't get because I don't, I'm not a man. I guess men just pee on things everywhere. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, when you're outdoors, they just pee on whatever. Yeah, it's, hold on, this is the troll dump. I want a big trolldom. <laughs> I, want, I want an adult-sized trolldom. One, please. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, Mark? Yeah, it's such. It is so so annoying. When I fucking when I sat out for Xbox for the Xbox, I had to get the fucking shitty one because all the other ones got sold out because it was all guys waiting in line in front of me and they all could just pee in bottles. So like they were there since the night before. I got there at four a.m. And they, I had to get an Xbox Series S or whatever the hell. And it was really sad. And I was like, this is sexism. <laughs> Continue. Um, so Mark pees on a tree. Mm-hmm. One of the older men in the commune starts absolutely wailing on him. He's mm-hmm. like, fuck you. That's our sacred tree. But you know, be more careful. Yeah. You're surrounded by open grass. Why would you go to the one place where there's like an object To prove there? he can hit it, probably, honestly. Mark sucks. Mark? Who was Mark played by? Mark was in some kind of decom or something. No, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Despite the fact that he looks like the real version of the kid from Toy Story. Well, yes, mo- many people have said that about Will Poulter. Um, Mark is played by Will Poulter. He was in We Are the Millers. He was in The Maze Runner. And he was in that Black Mirror episode, Bandersnatch. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one you would have known him most from. I reckon him from the Chronicles of Narnia. The Voyage of the Dawn Treader? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I guess we uh, we watched I didn't those. even know they made Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I was I so out of the fandom at that point. I didn't either. Apparently you saw it. Yeah. My parents just put movies on for us. Okay? I don't know. There's a reason why I'm like the way I am. Although in the Maze Runner, he's like a dick. I haven't seen the Maze Runner. I get the vibe from him that he plays a dick. Because he has one of those faces where, like, he kind of has to. I think he's so hot, though. He's like, no, bu- no he's buff now too. That doesn't matter. He's about to be in Marvel. Oh, no, dude, he's hot. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I'm looking at him right now. I will, I'm. I'm not gonna. I. I. I don't care about your opinion of me finding Will Poulter hot. I just think he's hot. He's got one of those Benedict Cumberbatch faces where, like, the eyebrows are just like. Yes, and I am in love with Benedict Cumberbatch. Looks so fine. What's the point? I think Benedict Cumberbatch is attractive. I think Will Poulter's a little weird looking. <laughs> Though maybe if I had seen him in anything where he's not playing an asshole, I would feel differently. But so, yeah, you I would. You would fuck this guy. I would fuck Bandersnatch Will Poulter. Who is he in that? What is his thing? Oh, he's also an asshole. Yeah, I have a type. What's your point? That's why we're talking about this movie. Bandersnatch is not the one with child pornography. No, Bandersnatch is the one that was um, Choose Your Own Adventure. Gotcha. All right, continue. People love that one. Yeah, it was pretty fun. 
Um, Mark is lured away by just random commune girl. She, he thinks they're going to have sex. When yes. in reality, I guess they like recruited this girl <laughs> to be like, hey, can you bring him over here so we can murder him? Yeah. Can we murder this guy and use you as a ploy? That seems that makes sense to me. It makes sense. I just feel bad for that girl. Because like we know that like the people doing the murdering, I think, are the older people in the commune. Yes. How old was she? She was like young, she was like their age. Yeah, like I'm sorry, that sounds fun. If I were to be involved in a murder plot, I would want to be that role of just like, can you get him here? Of the ploy, yeah. Be like, yeah, sure. Can I have like uh, can you buy me like McDonald's after? <laughs> That's all the payment I need. Um, Josh sneaks out of bed. Mm-hmm. To- this is where I start being mad at Josh. They said one thing to you, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, no. None of the people in this movie are good people. Simon and Connie did nothing wrong. Simon and Connie are great. Uh, we also haven't seen Simon and Connie yeah, since same. they decided to leave. We saw one argument where Connie can't find Simon, and they're like, oh, he left without oh, you. Oh, he left without you. And she's like, no, he wouldn't do that. Yeah, no shit, he wouldn't. But they're like, no, 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 he left. No, they're no, gonna, no, no, we saw him. They're, they're going to come back for you. They didn't have room in the car. Because apparently it's a two-seat car with no room for another person. But it did fit all his luggage and your things as well. Um, to which then Christian is like, oh, like, I can't believe. Which I'm assuming they got there in a normal car. Yeah. Right? So. Well, to which Christian is like, oh, I can't believe Simon would do that. And Danny just goes, I could see you doing that. Yeah, he would. <laughs> which is her first time at, like, being kind of snippy. fighting back. And I'm proud of her for it. Yeah. Um, Josh just sneaks out of bed to go take pictures of the, of the one thing. Of the, of the sacred text that Reuben writes and then yes. they translate which they were already nice enough to be like you can look at this yeah. just please don't take pictures yeah which it's the same as like you're not allowed to take pictures in the Sistine Chapel you're not allowed to take pictures of anything what? you're not allowed to take pictures of fucking anything <laughs> like when you go into the Sistine Chapel they're like you don't take pictures like well, enough like <laughs> when we went to Fred Armisen they were like don't take pictures and so it's not like that's an unreasonable thing right and also there aren't words on it the sacred text is Reuben finger painting, yeah. and then the elders of the commune just deciding what they wanted to mean, translate it. Right. So, him taking pictures of it, he also, wanted to use them, I guess, to show like people. He wanted, he literally, they were like, "Don't do this, please." And he went, "I will not." They're like, "You can do anything else. Both of you can write your theses on this." And we I guess they probably gave him that permission because they knew he was gonna die. So like, they kept giving, but they still said, "Don't take pictures of it, please." <laughs> They still had the thought to be like, please don't. Well, clearly they weren't going to let them just like go rampant because like Mark was going to die. They still beat his ass for peeing on that tree. Because <laughs> um, they demand respect. Even if they're going to kill these people, they're like, we're still right. humans. Well, and, and up to this point without knowing, could we find out what happens to Simon and Connie later? But at right. this point, it feels like people are only dying if they do something wrong. Right. So Josh gets bludgeoned in the fucking head yes. as he's looking at this book taking pictures with flash like well, and yet they don't Ruben have is like, asleep in the corner he's gonna electricity s- there like you like I, the paper might not be able to be exposed to flash <laughs> like and so he just gets fucking conked in the head yeah and he looks up to see who conked him in the head and it is a man wearing mark's, mark's face. skinned face yes and I think Mark's skinned legs. Oh. I think he's wearing Mark's penis, too. Hell yeah. Like, he's wearing Mark's skin just, as pants. <laughs> I just typed in Mark's penis in my Google search. Like, that's going to give me what I want. I don't know. I might, I might be wrong there, but I think... No, I, I think you're right. Because he's Winnie the Poohing it. He's wearing a shirt, and then his dong is hanging. Right. And then he's wearing Mark's face. But I think that he was wearing Mark's 
pants and by pants i mean skin as pants like where you would put pants <laughs> skin upon which i'm amazed that you're able to tell when looking at that that that's mark's face i oh, see i got that first viewing a lot of people haven't it. it's because you know it makes sense maybe well because first of all you're like that's not a normal person well you're not in my so like if i were in this situation mm-hmm. my first thought would probably not be oh my god they skinned my friend's face and are wearing it that looks like that maybe that's why they hired will poulter because he looks like a skin suit already stop being mean to will poulter well what, what's your point i was gonna say he has like such distinctive features mm-hmm. that once they're taken off and like put on a skinned face you could be like oh that kind of looks like will poulter yeah you recognize his skin suit <laughs> <laughs> you just said what i said but nicer because <laughs> i would like to have sex with will poulter please that's fine um, well, we have a futon. You can feel free to come over. Please don't have sex on the futon. Um, and but if you want to sleep thereafter. Um, no, but I think you can tell by the eyebrows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, also, like, if you when it's when it's well lit and you have more time to look you at it. You can see it's a It's mask. pretty obvious. It um, definitely looks like a mask or something wrong. Mm-hmm. So now they're both dead. Yes. The next day, they're like, hey, has anyone seen josh and christian's like no 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 no. they're like the book's missing he's like it, it must have been josh and he must have ran I... he must have left in a car and there wasn't enough room for me in the car so he left in one of those two people cars i think we also he drove and the book was in the seat <laughs> we i think i accidentally skipped over when civ approaches christian is like oh sometimes we bring in outsiders to mate to avoid incest to avoid incest he went to civ to ask about that because at one point we see another tapestry that oh. has a girl. We alluded to it. It shows it shows a love potion, basically, in this culture where she cuts her pubes, bakes it into his pie, puts her period blood in his little lemonade, yes. and then that's how you like make a love. And I think you also have to put something of yours under his bed. Um, but and it can't it can't be more pubes. It's <laughs> a different thing. But it's it's really nice visual storytelling yes. that we see that one tapestry one time and we're like okay i see what's going on here and then the only thing we see is they're at lunch everyone has lemonade and his it's is a just little pinker. slightly pinker and it's just so smart <laughs> like you just get what's happening immediately it's such good visual storytelling yeah. although i do like the idea that they're like all right now you're of age so it's time to look <laughs> at this next tapestry over here <laughs> this is how you get a man you un- unknowingly feed him your your pubic things. Would you rather eat the pubic hair pie or drink the lemonade? Oh, pubic hair pie. Yeah, good. Okay, cool. <laughs> I know we talked a lot about drinking blood last I'm glad week. that we're at least on the same page there. <laughs> but I, I bring that up because we're about to get to the climax of this film. <laughs> climax. Um, you know who climax is. Anyway, uh. um, the next day, all their friends are gone. <laughs> yes. But it's like the big day of the festival. Those cars do not have nearly enough room. They have such tiny cars. Such there. tiny and weirdly numbered cars. Um, they both give them mushroom tea. Yes. Like hallucinogenic tea. Which she, Danny had had earlier. Yeah. But now she's like, yeah, I'll take it. Like yeah, she's it's supposed to, it, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't your taste. Inhibitions. It yeah. doesn't taste as strong well, as and, the mushrooms. Um, Christian at first turns it down. He's like, no, I don't want to have a I'm bad good. trip. And she's like, no, you won't. Like it, it's, you know, the way people who aren't drugging you say. <laughs> but... Up until this point, we've seen Danny slowly get welcomed by right. this community. Like mm-hmm. she's working in the kitchen with the other like women of her age. Right. You work women deserve to be, you know, yeah, 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 in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah. Um, she's getting along with Pele. I, I think I can't remember where exactly in it that Pele comes to her and says the line that makes me cry every time. 
<laughs> oh no. Where she's talking about Christian. Oh, does he make you feel? No. Um. Do you feel held by him? Uh, does he? Ma- <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> no, I don't. Um. He's my good friend, and I like him. But Danny, do you feel held by him? Does he feel like home to you? And that's all he says. And, and that- then he just walks away. <laughs> and he's like, anyway, back to the party. You sit with that for a little bit. And again, yeah, he's trying to fuck Danny. Yes. I don't think Pele's a good person, but no. I understand why Danny feels safe with him. Now, I will say I do want to mention, what is Ari Aster White? Mm-hmm. There are scenes in this that I do really like where you see, because it's only Simon, Connie, and Josh who mm-hmm. are not white. Yes. And Simon and Connie have the scene of them standing there at like the base of the whatever, and it's just them surrounded by white people yeah. in white, and it's just the two of them fighting, and they're a color, and mm-hmm. it's interesting. And then Josh walking like walks in line with them and stands out like a sore fucking thumb, and it's just I like that. It was it was interesting. It was visually neat to me. Um, people on TikTok once yelled at me because they said that this was a white nationalist movie. Well, no, because it's supposed to be bad. Yeah, we're not supposed to like the cult. No. I mean, like, I, I get why Danny joins it, but like, we're, like right. the whole point is that we're supposed to also be manipulated while yeah, you Danny's being manipulated. You're not manipulated by the racial implications. You're manipulated into it because your boyfriend's mean to you. Yeah. Um, so Danny and Christian are already on the rocks. Pele is saying, do you feel held by him? <laughs> and she knows that she doesn't. She he, doesn't. He doesn't feel like home to her. No. Um, he kisses her. It's fine. She probably doesn't <laughs> feel like home to him. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I don't think either of them feel very comfortable. Um, so they're both t- taking this um, mushroom tea. Um, Danny is brought into the Maypole dancing competition, which is how they crown the May Queen. She wins it. And the whole thing is... She's speaking gibberish, right? She's speaking gibberish. Um, also, this entire movie, um, the Swedish is not subtitled. Because yeah. they wanted to isolate the audience. They want much. you to feel bad about not knowing more languages. <laughs> but the entire Maypole dancing competition is just big circles, sometimes individual circles, sometimes big circles where you're holding hands. Right. And she wins because she's the last one standing. All of the Swedish is actually just items on Ikea. Sorry, <laughs> so they're all obviously high off their fucking asses right, right. running in circles. Well, so are all of them or just her? I think all of them take okay. it. Because I think that's what makes it difficult to win the dancing competition. See, I thought that they were purposely ducking out. I actually don't think so. They need her to win. I think they would have just let her be a part of them no matter what. Yeah, but... Because they have a May Queen every year and they don't bring in outsiders every year. They only bring in outsiders every... Every 90 years? I think they bring them in maybe for mating, but they don't do the sacrifice every year. Right, right, right. Um, the sacrifice is only for every 90 years. And we'll get to why it's 90 years oh. in a bit. But she wins the Maypole Dance Competition and she's crowned the May Queen. Pretty little crown. A little, pretty little crown. And then things get scary, but the crown's nice. I, I love it so much. I do like the crown. <laughs> and during this, Christian is also drugged right, right. and brought to a worse. little... Worse. Drugged worse. Drugged worse. Because he first he drinks the tea and then they just blow... Like magic... Straight cocaine. Into his face. <laughs> into his face. Which, if that's not an immediate red flag that something's horribly wrong, a stranger walking up to you and blowing <laughs> powder into your confused face. And basically, they... Christian gets raped. Yeah, he. This is a rape this, scene. This is a rape scene, which again, it, it's part of just the entire unnerviness. Which I think is movie. interesting because it kind of then this is around where it flips, where Christian feels pathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's quite literally powerless. So he's raped. He participates in a sex ritual designed to impregnate Maya, who which was is the, spelled with a J. Yeah, hmm. that's how a lot of Maya. Skin- <laughs> 
Scandinavian is. Um, but they're fucking, right. um, and all like a like twenty women <laughs> from the commune are also there. Are just kind of also there naked. Someone's holding his butt, right? That happens later. At first, okay. they're just kind of like swaying and singing. But then he's not thrusting enough to their liking. Right. So they he start, probably at one point went, this is, wait. So they start pushing his butt. Um, he's still able to come, I guess. I mean, I guess you get to that. Uh, maybe they've practiced that butt push. <laughs> um, and they also mimic Maya's moans. Again, yes. it's that idea of like, this is a community. Like they feel each other's Maya's emotions. fake moans. No way. Continue. And so he comes... <laughs> He hops yeah. off. Maya immediately like pulls her legs up to her chest and goes, I can feel the baby Ew. forming. <laughs> no, Again, you can't. This movie is unintentional. Like, I think it is intentionally funny, but it's during like the darkest moments where I'm like, <clears throat> yeah. Like Maya, like literally like holding her legs and rocking, just going, I can feel the baby. Yes. They are not a, they are not pro Roe v. Wade. That's funny. It is funny. And it is, it is a shame though. That is the thing that is upsetting about this movie in general is that that scene is very much underplayed as being funny, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because from Danny's perspective, it's completely different than what it is. Right. But like he is drugged and raped. Right. Which like, that's not funny. It's not funny. And I'm, I'm not is saying... Is Maya that, funny? Maybe. And I'm not saying the entire scene is funny. I'm saying No, that, but I, you're right. Yeah. But it is, it's an interesting place to put comedy. 100%. But he does that throughout the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... Danny runs up, looks in a little people, because she hears screaming. Yeah. <laughs> because they're all just screaming in this Pretty tiny much, barn. yeah. Looks in a keyhole, sees having sex with Maya. Right. Um, she starts to have a panic attack. And this is where we get another one of those empathetic mm-hmm. emotion mimicking where she's in the barn and they start screaming in unison almost to kind of get her to regulate her breathing too yeah. like it's kind of i don't know it's, it's well because it's an out in breath it's not a it's not like a well not well that's that's like the thing that's not what happens in that scene right but that is part of like what can that's, help regulate your breathing when you have panic right attacks. but th- that's just them. they just are always having panic attacks <laughs> that's just, i know you mean I know that's you. just them getting her on a rhythm yeah. like yeah they do like the out in thing well it's like it's like what i said how the best way to deal with someone who's grieving is just to let them feel the pain yeah that you feel being around and, them. and this is the first time that she has felt support for her emotions right. it's also the first time that they don't cut away from her having a breakdown well yeah because this is the first time that she's allowed to have it yeah um and so she's having a panic attack she's finally getting like recognition for her emotion christian runs and it was Jack Rayner's idea to not like put back on the robe and to just do like full frontal and be running around because he's like, why would I do that? He's like, why would I do that? And he's like, also, you know, m- men don't get to do this a lot. Like, yeah, if this were a woman, you would not be making her put on a robe. You would right. be having her run naked. That well, plus, then you got to film the scene of them taking the robe off of me <laughs> and putting the bear on me. So like, it just makes more sense. Um, which they do do. Yeah. Because he does have the robe on when they. It seems like he's <laughs> a nice guy. Jack Rayner? Yeah. I'm sure he's lovely. I don't think they would just hire a dick for this intense of a movie. I don't know. How much do they want to fuck with Florence? So he's running. He has blood on his dick. Yes. Ew. It's a nice yes. touch. Because <laughs> of course Maya's a virgin. Well, well, so if she puts her period blood in there, she can't. Ha- she's not fertile at that point. Unless she saved it. Saved her period blood? Yes. If That's- she's on her period that's a that's not the best time to have sex to get pregnant. I don't know. No, uh, this is important to me. <laughs> we also don't know for sure that she ended up getting pregnant. 
Yeah, but I'm assuming that this probably works, right? This is probably a ritual that they do. I don't think that I don't think they, like, plan for all of them to have their period right before. Yeah. Maybe they're just like, ah, goddammit, They're Maya. like, Maya, goddammit. She might have just saved it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised more, more, if the they just kind of save it in case you need a little love potion. Yeah. So Christian's running around. Hot take also, just real quick before we get into this, like, whole thing. Lucky that they're all light-haired. A lot easier to slip your, pu- your pubes into things if you have blonde or red-headed pubes. Those would blend into a pie crust much easier. <laughs> I don't think it's in the crust. I'm just saying it could. <laughs> oh my god. Um, anyway. Christian runs around. He sees all the bodies. Yep. He sees Mark's leg. They say it's Mark's leg, I guess, because we can tell by his pants. I don't know for sure. I always thought it was um, Connie's leg to prove that she was dead. But this plot synopsis I'm seeing says it's Mark's leg. I'm pretty sure it's a slightly darker leg. I'm also on the same plot synopsis, yeah. I think, as you. Um, well, because they... Did they we briefly see Connie's body. Bonnie's Bonnie. Bonnie. Connie's Bonnie's death, Connie. Connie's death was is in the director's cut. Was filmed but cut. Yeah. Was filmed but cut. Um, she's basically thrown into a river with like chains on her body, and as another like sacrifice thing. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the worst fucking ways to die. And then Simon's body is there. Is the blood eagle? And He's then, still alive. Yeah, the blood eagle. Well, because that's the point of a blood eagle. The blood eagle has his ribs are opened up, almost like that saw trap. But they put little flowers on his eyes. I know to make him pretty. And that's where Bill Burnham got the inspiration. And then his lungs are so beating. Yet another elder <laughs> comes in with mysterious. There is an awful lot of them for people who die at seventy-two. <sighs> and then we're at the final ceremony, yeah. and Florence Danny is in her big little May Queen cape, and they explain that to purge the commune of its evil and to promise like good wealth and good crops and everything for the next 90 years, they must offer nine human sacrifices, um, implying that each human sacrifice gives them 10 years of like prosperity. Oh, so every hundred, so they get a hundred. They, they get, get oh, I said nine human sacrifices. So nine times 10. Oh, 90. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant that they get 10 years after the sacrifice. That's not math. This doesn't work. <laughs> no, each body gives them 10 years of prosperity. Um, the first four victims... Why not do a 10th one? Because um, the reuse of nine is in Scandinavian folklore because Odin was hung upside down for nine days in order to bring knowledge to the world. So nine... And like again, that's why their life divisions are divisible by nine. Gotcha. Nine is like a regular, you know, thing for them. Also, we'll add that like the Atasupa, there is no concrete proof that blood eagles were ever a thing they're but they are in literature right. which very well likely could be completely made up sorry i have to give some of my that's kind of my job <laughs> i gotta do a little bit of it and so they have the nine human sacrifices four come from outside the commune four come from within the commune yes. and then the ninth is decided by the may queen i'm so sad because connie, connie and simon did nothing wrong no. I mean, maybe we didn't see a scene where they both no. just beat the that, shit out of an elder. Point. That's the whole point. Well, that's that, when you realize, like, oh, this was... Yeah, it was pre-planned. It, it was... They were going to die no matter what they did. Right. It just so happens that Christian has shitty friends. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe Pele chose the shittiest people he Probably. could find. Because he he's then, been in on it this whole time. Yeah. Ingmar, like, Pele knew what he was bringing them for. Right. Well, and um, I guess Ingmar did, too. But maybe Ingmar's just a dick. Maybe Connie and Simon, like, robbed him. And he went, I'm gonna take those two. <laughs> well, we know that Connie denied dating him. Ingmar? Mm-hmm. He yeah. goes, Connie and I were dating, and then she met Simon. And she's like, we weren't dating. We went on one date. So it's implied that Ingmar had feelings for Connie before she started dating Simon. 
And so maybe there's almost like a little revenge. Okay, so don't go on month and a half long trips with people who don't love you. Don't go to remote Swedish villages. With men you've turned down? With men that you've turned down. Especially with your new boyfriend. Fiance. Fiance? They like started dating and then got engaged pretty soon after. Well, to show like because they sell they say that to Danny and Christian who've been together for four years and are clearly not engaged right. and so they're like oh look how happy we are and are gonna remain <laughs> and nothing's so gonna change for us the four victim outsiders are um, you know Connie Our Simon friends, Mark the we, we've worked with Mark and Josh and then four victims just kind of randomly I think they volunteer uh, no sorry two of them are the Atastupas yes and then the next two are just volunteers volunteers they just are like no I want to give my body to and this. it's like a young guy and an old guy. I think one of the, I mean one of them is Ingmar. Oh, he's probably the young guy I'm thinking of then. Because um, he's like like thirties is what I well, mean. I think it's fully volunteer. It's completely volunteer. Yeah. Um, because again, this happens every ninety years, so to them it's probably a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Like way to get back to your community. And you, to I mean, back you, to you your... can only do it once in your life. Exactly. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> if you can see the poker faces I've been pulling this whole episode, I'm proud of myself. Continue. Um, and so Danny has to choose between either Christian or a commune member that they pull via a little bingo machine. <laughs> Which they, they're like, oh no, we have bingo here. They have the little rolly ball machine and then they just, there's like, oh, it's Jan. And Jan's like, oh no. Oh no, it's me, Jan. And so. We did not mention the bear thing. Well, the bear hasn't happened yet. Oh, do you mean the bear where they're just walking in the village? No. And he's, oh, they he's, put him in he's the not bear in the bear after. until she chooses. Yeah, he's oh, not he's just. Like, he's, he's like in a wheelchair. <laughs> he's not just sitting in the Right, because that'd be ridiculous. No, because I think whoever would be the sacrifice would be in the bear. That's part of the sacrifice. So if she had no, they chosen... put them both in a bear. That Jan's just in a bear, no matter what. They're in the same bear. Oh god. Um... <laughs> oh, not Jan. Jan is not his name, right? No, We're just making that no, up. That's just, to it's just a Scandinavian name. It um... is. I thought it was just sound. <laughs> She's so mad at me. <laughs> So Danny has to choose either Christian or this random guy to be sacrificed. And we don't know her, like we know her decision, but like we don't, like she looks torn about it until we see Christian being sewn into the bear who we know is in this village because within like the first 15 minutes of them being at the Horga commune, um, I think either Josh or Christian's like, is that a bear? And Pela's like, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, he's like, oh, are we going to talk about the bear? There and is Pela's a bear. Like, it's a bear. That's a bear. Oh, okay, cool. Conversation <laughs> over. Let's do it. It's a bear. Um, Anything going to go in that bear? And so uh, Christian is stuffed into the disemboweled bear. Poor bear did nothing wrong either. Fucking bear. Bear doesn't count as sacrifice. No. Should. And then they're all put into the giant triangular yellow temple that we've seen in the background the whole movie. And it is set on fire. Um, Now, I'm a huge fan of ritual stuff. So I do wish that we had, like, of course this would be completely stupid for him to do. But I just wish we had like a little bit of like a, this guy's in a bear for this reason and these people are this, whatever. Well, we know that Mark is... Um, the fool. Going back the... to skin the fool because that gotcha. is a game they play. And so they skin them and he's wearing a little dunce cap yeah. when he's in the fire. <laughs> yeah, fuck Mark, they said. They have turned the two bodies of Dan and old woman in, they're like on trees. Yeah. Like they've like placed their clothes and like their flesh on I have not trees. seen the director's cut. Or, I mean, I haven't seen the real movie either. I don't know what's in the director's cut. Um, nothing for this scene, necessarily. Okay. Um, and then we see that Connie's body is bloated because it was drowned. drowned. And, so and I then I guess just left there. Yeah. Um, and they set the temple on fire. Um, 
the people who are in there being burned alive, they like take a little thing. They're like, "Oh, this will make this it hurt will make less." It not hurt, yeah. And then the fire gets on them, and they start screaming. But they don't <laughs> like leave. But yeah, they start screaming. I think they probably lock it. <laughs> no, but they don't even get up. They're just like, yeah. "Ooh, that hurts." <laughs> Oof. It's a very long. I we're saying it just set off. It's a very long scene. Well, and then um, the Kami members mimic their screams. Right. Um, once again, mimicking. Which, if they're the screaming. Emotion. Shouldn't, that should tip people off. It's probably not painless because Christian's not screaming. Although he is internally, right? You kind of <laughs> hear it a little bit. No. You can hear kind of muffled sound from him. Mm. I'm almost positive. Okay. Not but, really what I'm focused on in that. I scene. know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that uh, the reason why I feel confident saying it is because I would pay attention to that shit. And then we get the final shot, which is Danny sobbing in like horror and grief and just burn my boyfriend, and then it looks she like a big slug. Smile. What? She looks like a big slug in her little her little flower thing. <laughs> and then she begins to smile, and a lot of the controversy around this movie has been like, oh, like stop calling her a girl boss. I'm like, nobody is. Nobody's like, I'm I'm a little bit. But, a little bit of a girl boss. But the whole point is that we were brainwashed with her, and that by the right. end of the movie, we're like, oh, she did the right thing. And then like hours after the movie, you're like, wait, <laughs> shitty move. Honestly, the more I think about it, because I like. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, pick him. Go for it. What'd Jan do? Nothing. But if she... So she's been in this relationship too. She clearly does not love him either. Well, I think she is so overcome with her own grief and her own anger, especially after thinking that he cheated on her. Like, it it is a spur of the moment. Like, her emotions are so strong that she cannot think reasonably. And she has also been brainwashed by... This cult. This community that is finally the first people to acknowledge her emotions. Well, they someone very vulnerable clearly vulnerable right um Esther Perel does want to note that affairs don't have to be the end of your relationship and sometimes it's good to take a moment to look at them and figure out what it is that led to it it's not your fault I'm not saying that but a lot of times this is Esther Perel I'm not I'm just telling you I have a proposal Esther Perel uh says that a lot of times people aren't chasing a person they're chasing a different version of their life when they cheat on you in this case, he was raped. <laughs> now, and, and in this case, he was chasing a version of him that was in a bear suit being burned alive. Now, oh, I don't like that you have it on paper. We're analog for this one? <laughs> I was writing this during a meeting. <laughs> so my mini game. I, I know we've been talking a lot about how uh, Christian's not that bad, um, but we have to understand why I care about this movie so Yes. Which actually, this is a good good that I did not watch the movie. I got nervous oh. while you were watching the movie, and I was like, oh, wait, this See, fucks up my mini game." That's funny, because I was sitting there on my game, and I was like, I wonder if she's pissed at me because I'm playing this game and not paying attention to her favorite movie, so I put it down. No, I've never watched it with another person. I was and like, I I'm going to watch it. And I didn't want to. I was like, I'm watching. Because it's one of those things where I'm like, I I don't know. I think, that's I how think, I feel. No, that's like how I was like, I'm not showing Hamilton to my boyfriend, because I just know he'll yeah. make fun of it. Yeah, I was, I was like, it is so personal to me it's the kind of like, thing i can't i can't take i, I don't about it. want to necessarily share it with a bunch <laughs> i can't say anything well, and then i said i'm gonna turn this off and went i wanted to watch the attitude well you turned it off right before the attitude but that's like the fun part all the, all the relationship shit makes me unhappy that is stupid is just fun <laughs> and on that note let's play um a fun game called who said this christian from midsummer or my abusive ex-boyfriend good god here we go <laughs> I see so the other thing is I wanted when we when you first were thinking of this mini game because you you mentioned it to me mm-hmm. you were like this is a terrible idea, and I said no like a sane person, I had been like I wish that you could include quotes from my ex boyfriend but I would recognize them 
So unfortunately, I'd have to work. go up to you and be like, hey, what did... Hey, uh, do you remember this? <laughs> Some of these you may think are easy, but they may be um, mm. there to throw you off. Okay. So, like, you know, like, just... Like, welcome to Sweden, Danny. <laughs> it's something that your ex-boyfriend said a lot. Yeah, it was really weird. He, he said it during sex. It was too. really strange. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> Your anxiety is worse because you're allowing it. You're le- you're letting it eat you like this. Christian. Yes. Cool. Because fri- I don't think your ex-boyfriend's not eloquent. <laughs> your friends make it worse. They make you more anxious. Well, this one I think I might know. <laughs> Being on the receiving end of this one. That's you your ex-boyfriend. You were not. Yeah. You weren't. You weren't the receiving end. You were the. Um, the catalyst. The um, the antecedent, I guess. Oh. Like when you have a pronoun, you know, like oh, who's that referring to? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, you're... Cool. Cool. Continue. Yes, 100%. Call your therapist and not me. Christian. Yes, but like, could be both. Yeah. When does he say that? It's technically when he's talking with Mark. Mark's like, call oh. the therapist. Yeah. So Mark says it? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I paraphrased some of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Trick Mark, question. Mark goes, um, she shouldn't call you, she should call her therapist. Or like, no, she shouldn't call you, she should get a therapist. It's like... I feel like I've heard that she one. She has too. a therapist, and he's like, then she should call the therapist, not you. And he goes, well, she has a therapist, but it's across state lines, so it's kind of weird. Um, in the context of a girl having a panic attack about a family member she's scared is going to die. God damn it. Uh, you go straight to crisis mode. Christian. Yes. I'm worried that I'm doing this too well. Hold on, let's do one clean one where I guess wrong. <laughs> no, don't worry. I have some in there to, to throw you off. You're thinking you're alone because you went off and you made yourself alone. Christian. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> I would have to go murder someone. But again, you had to think about it, didn't you? I did. I did. I don't know what my thesis is. <laughs> Christian. Trick question. It's both of them. No! <laughs> I thought for sure. <laughs> See, I should have anticipated that. But for some reason, I was like, I bet he never says he doesn't know what a thesis is. We study the same thing. You're just mad I'm better at it. Your ex. Yeah. That's the only thing. I... That was actually Josh to Christian. Well, Christian does say, dude, we study the same thing. Why are you so mad about it? Asshole. Josh is the real victim of this. Josh and that bear. I just can't be the support you need right now. Your ex boyfriend. That is my ex boyfriend. I remember that text. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that text. I think I ate one of her pubic hairs. Now, there feels like an obvious answer. I'm nervous about being wrong. I'm going to say Christian. Your question's both. Shit, what? Who's her? Yours? Um, this actually isn't the abusive ex. This is the ex that dumped me right before Midsummer came out. What? <laughs> no, no, he was like, I think I ate one of your Oh, yours. Gotcha. Yeah, change, change the pronoun a little bit I just there, wanted to know vaguely. That's all I have. That's the, that's the cool. <laughs> you, you did un- way better than he thought I Unnervingly well. I did unnervingly well, and I'm noticing now my mini games are impossible. <laughs> Mine are usually just fun little things, and yours are like, who wants to be a millionaire style yeah, thousand mine are dollar hard. questions? Mine are hard. <laughs> See, I'm like, oh, these, well, no, the Ikea one, objectively impossible. <laughs> the Pokemon one, I was like, this is easy, because I'm a dumbass. 
But that one was also mainly just because I wanted to read to you how many Pokemon are based off dead children. I know. I know It was you fun. Did. It was fun. I know you wanted to do that. I also wanted to make sure I got to say on mic how people boil Farfetch'd alive with the leak that it holds and eat it. Something you had, I think, already told me while I, I tell, while I watched you. Something I say every time I say a Farfetch'd, whether I'm alone or not. <laughs> I go in episode four. People... We're kind of mixed about this movie when it was really? released. They did not think it was as good as Hereditary. Well, that's unfair. I think it's just a movie that has to grow on you. I think it's a movie you have to think about, which people don't like sometimes. Well, I think it also is a life situation. Well, and I think Hereditary is a more classic horror movie. And so they're like, well, it was dark and it was scary and it had jump scares. It was better at being a horror movie and not... They weren't thinking about being a movie in general. This they one was saying, meant to be more unsettling yes. than it was scary. I always say it's more disturbing than yes. it is scary. It may. But men like Hereditary more. I mean, I love Hereditary, don't get me wrong. No, I know. But I'm not going to get a Hereditary tattoo, you know? This made $48 million at the box office. That's actually a... Um, off of a $9 million budget, so it made a profit. Mm. After Pokemon, it feels like no one's making money. Well, yeah. I also told you that What We Do in the Shadows had a $1 million budget, and you're like, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money to me. Um, I think currently this has an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes versus... What does Hereditary have? 200%. It's wild has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. So... What is considered good? I think over 60. Is fresh. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, at least when this was first released, were like, oh, this isn't as good as Hereditary. I saw this movie and immediately went, I'm going to make this my entire personality. (laughs) You had a needle with you. And And then I poking the tattoo in your arm. (laughs) But... Yeah, I mean, it's had a lot of think pieces written about it over the past few years. It's something that people are still dissecting and still talking about which i think is an impressive thing for a movie to have going for it because well, a lot because there's a lot in it and there's a lot to still talk it about. is one of those things where it's 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 different from like a rape revenge yeah where like you don't feel like you're watching danny get wronged and then she gets her like he gets his comeuppance it feels like if you have ever been danny watching yourself yeah doing the worst decisions you've ever made yeah and then she gets to wear flowers <laughs> and isn't that what we all want to go through the same trauma, but flowers. Yeah. My trauma would have been so much easier if I just had a little flower cape. I wish that my trauma happened in the daytime. That'd be kind of nice. Yeah. Go to sleep after, you know? I mean, I still went to sleep after. It was just, you know, during the morning. It was more, yeah, it was more stressful. It was later and more stressful. God, it sucks going to sleep uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but this is one of those things that people are like, oh, this is part of the elevated horror genre, which, you know... Whatever your thoughts are on elevated horror, I just think it's a dumb moniker for the era of horror we're in. Just horror, but also, like, you could watch it as a movie? Well, no, I think they're saying it's, oh, it's horror, but, like, yeah, it's more, like, high high concept and has, like, a a social meaning in it, which horror has always had. People just didn't think to look hard enough Well, and this this thing with Final Destination, that felt like a movie. It did not feel like a horror movie. Mm. It felt like they were doing something else. And it was bad at being <laughs> And the first Saw movie is a good movie. Yeah. I never said it wasn't. No, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but like, because then all the Saw, the, all the Saw sequels start to like completely ruin it. Right. Although it is fun to watch like the plot. But like that as a standalone movie, I think is a like a solid movie. Right. Yeah. Um, the director's cut is available only on DVD, I think, which is heartbreaking that nobody has gifted it to me. No, it's no, fine. No, no. I don't no, have, no. I don't have a DVD player. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to buy DVDs. <laughs> but yeah, this was shot on location in Budapest. And this was the second of three movies that 
uh, Florence Pugh released in 2019 that kind of launched her career. Little Women? Little Women was the third. And then the first one was Fighting With My Family. And Mm. she had really just kind of been in... She Ronda Rousey in that? Or something similar? She's a wrestler. She's a wrestler She's not Ronda Rousey. She's not playing someone. She's not Margot Robbie playing... I don't... Don't quote me on that, actually. It probably is not Ronda Rousey. Um, you can quote me on that She one. is the professional wrestler Paige. Is that a person? Yes. Okay. But it's not Ronda Rousey. Yeah, so objectively, I was incorrect regardless. <laughs> um, but she had mostly done um, kind of really small indie films, um, some short films, like a mini series, And it was in 2019 that she did all three of these. Crazy. And also received the uh, Trophée Chopard at the 2019 Cannes Film Festival, which is given to who they determine the biggest rising star. And that seems that seems fair. That's justified. And is Timothy Chalamet ever one of those? I don't think so because he was pretty young when he started working. Because he feels like someone too, where all of a sudden he started being in a thousand movies. I mean, that's because his parents are rich and he went to the Fame High School. And but... he's also really cute. But yeah, I know. <laughs> um, no, but Joe Alwyn won it in 2018. Oh. The year before Florence Pugh did. Oh. Um... Who won it when you went to Cannes? Uh, Jack Loudon, who is dating Saoirse Ronan, I believe. Oh, I mean, he was in fighting with my family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to keep notes. How to win. Yeah, he's been in a lot of... He was in the BBC miniseries War and Peace. He's currently dating Saoirse Ronan, I believe. Yeah, this... Oh, he's in Mary Queen of, Queen of Scots. Yes. That's where he met Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> That's who we're talking about. That's who he's dating. Was I saying Saoirse Ronan this whole time and you had no idea who yeah, I was Yeah, I was about? just like, yep, that's a name. I know who Saoirse Ronan is, but... <laughs> but I think this movie, because Fighting With My Family wasn't like a huge no. US movie, that I think this movie coupled with Little Women, especially because she was Oscar nominated for Little Women. She was so good in Little Women. And I Little do... Women was so good. <laughs> I do think, I'm, I'm glad she just got an Oscar nom that year and obviously they're not going to nominate her twice. And her nomination for Little Women also felt like a nod to this because like... You don't get nominated for horror movies, and so, right? Like, I'm just glad she got recognition Which that this year. This doesn't feel like a horror movie. That's crazy to me. But that's considered like a lesser movie. I mean, yeah, people just don't like horror. Boring. <laughs> but she says, yeah. having never watched a horror movie, they scare me. You again. She wanted to watch the Atastupa. They're frightening. Well, Atastupa was fun. I was mostly just curious how they did it weren't the best effects but they were neat they're great effects yeah the the you just don't know what a smashed in face look. like how often are you how do that? you know that how do you know i don't know what that looks like specifically with a mallet no the reason i say that not that it's bad special effects it's the thing that everyone does when they need to do a smashed head it's the same shot of like a thing that clearly is not a head getting smashed in which is fine. Yeah, that's how movies work, dude. I don't expect them to smash, smash head. head. I think they should. I think they should put Mark's skin face on a watermelon. I did yeah, like that would that. look better. I did like that lady's whole face splitting in half. Like, yeah. That was neat. They're good effects. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to cover. And um, she was in Black Widow. Yes. Now you're just on Florence Pugh's yes. Wikipedia page. And? <laughs> Your point. Um, obviously, this was released by A24. Ari Aster's next movie comes out next year. I really thought it was going to premiere at Cannes, and then it did not. And it is one of the greatest disappointments of my life. It's called Disappointment Boulevard. It's a... <laughs> this feels ominous. What? But that's what it's called. 
It's, um, I think it's like a three hour. Is it also like horror-esque? It's a horror com, a dark comedy. A dark, oh. I think dark horror comedy. Yeah, sorry. Nightmare comedy is how he describes it. Um, with Joaquin Phoenix. Horror adjacent. Anything with Joaquin Phoenix in it immediately becomes kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did, what did you learn? I do want to real quick add, apparently she's going to be in Dune Part 2. Yes. You're telling me these things as if I don't know them? I'm not saying that. This wasn't fun for me. Not a fun episode. I'm just getting yelled at and reminded of my trauma. I learned... You think you can tell me a thing on Florence Pugh's roster No, I, I, I more just wanted about? you to, to react with me about the fact that they're making a fucking Dune Part 2. It's like a seven book series. I'm mad. It made so much money and won multiple Oscars. What did I learn? I'm thinking you can say something mean it's okay no no I'm just genuinely I genuinely have nothing in my brain my brain is literally empty at the moment (laughs) did you learn anything (laughs) (laughs) what on my fifth rewatch of Ari Aster's Midsummer? um um other than that this movie is better in theaters (laughs) I don't know, this movie fucking holds up, man. And people who think that it's an irresponsible movie just don't get... Yeah, people think that this movie's irresponsible and they just don't get the point of what it's trying to do. They think it's, like, the same as The Joker, and it's not. Um, Is The Joker considered irresponsible? (laughs) Yeah. Because a lot of guys watched it and went, I want to be like him. That's not The Joker's fault. It's kind of The Joker's fault. They're afraid that we're what women are gonna watch it and go. I want to put my ex boyfriend in a bear suit and, and like burn I... him alive. That'd be. I would just want want to kill the bear. It's <laughs> unfair to the bear. Can we put him in? Um... Ooh, ooh, what's ooh. what's what's the thing from IKEA? The 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 troll dom. Troll dom. Put him in a troll dom. No, I have a plan. I'll date a bear. Okay. And then he has to abuse you. And then that way, it's like I am. And then then we can just combine them, throw them together. I learned that I need to get on bear Tinder. I had a friend who got kicked off of Tinder because all of her pictures were of bears and they said that she was faking her identity. Jenna, I know you're not going to listen to this podcast, but if you do, please call in and confirm this story. I just watched something. I don't know if it was with you or not. Or like this really hot... No, wait. It might have been... Have you ever seen Sid and Olivia, that TikTok couple of friends that like remind me of us a lot? They're just like a comedy duo. They're just two like cute girls. Cool. Where she was like, yeah, my whole... I got on, oh, I got on Raya and made my whole account birds. And she was like, but that's how I met my current boyfriend. Because on Tinder, I also did that and he was interested. And I'm like, he is so lucky that you're hot. (laughs) I hope this episode was funny. (laughs) Even if it's just you guys being like, are they in an abusive relationship? Do they like each other? (laughs) And if you're my ex-boyfriend and you're listening to this, no, you're not. You're imagining things. You're, he's not listening to it or he's not your ex-boyfriend? Yes. <laughs> Shit. It's all in your head. Um, I... I'm gaslighting you into... Yeah. How the turntables. Oh, how the turn did table. Um, next movie. Oh. Oh, no. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> this is straight up a bad idea. I... I'm hearing this in real time. Yes. I do not know what the next movie yes. is. Yes, this is a terrible idea that I should not be doing. I can almost guarantee you I won't watch the movie. 
Okay. But you can play it. I'm the only one who has to watch it. You can play it and I'll just like be there. Yeah. I want to do the Vivitch. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Great. Let's do the Vivitch. Okay, great. Yeah. No, I wasn't saying it was a bad idea for <laughs> you. I'm saying I should not pick such a like iconic and like very specific movie. It's not. It's not iconic, iconic. but it's like, <laughs> it's like a higher, it's not a movie for like me. Like the lay person. <laughs> it is a high concept movie. It's not for a commoner, such as I. And I almost certainly won't understand anything that anyone's saying. You are deaf. I'm deaf and I don't speak ye old English. <laughs> I don't I know what I... I thought you were going to say like Space Jam. <laughs> or no. like Space Jam 2 Space Jam. I can't do another combo animated, non-animated movie. Don't you dare tell me the next one is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I don't know. I'll let you know next episode. We'll figure out next episode, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. I swear to God, that movie is terrifying. That movie is scarier <laughs> than this. That movie is truly the most disturbing and irresponsible movie ever made. <laughs> Follow me on social media at Saved by the Dells on TikTok or at Delaney Sears on Instagram or follow the podcast on TikTok at Stop Your Ruining It. I'm in one of those. You are? My mom asked me to send it to her. Okay. I did. Lori, I know you're not listening to oh, this. Oh no, she doesn't know how to, how to do this. But Lori, you're a real one. My mom likes to listen to YouTube videos just playing on the counter while she walks around and does stuff. <laughs> um, and until next week. Oh, I'm killing myself tomorrow. Hi, hi. I'm going to kill her first. (laughs) Hi, hi. Hi, hi. That also means goodbye as well as hello. Bye, y'all.